Welcome to the Authentic Leaders Podcast, a show about prioritizing employee well-being so that you have happier, healthier employees and improved team performance. I'm Dawn Pentak, and my mission is to provide you with super simple stress management activities and meditations to improve your team's health and well-being, encourage cohesion and connectedness, and elevate team performance. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Authentic Leader Podcast. Today is all about resilience. So what is resilience? Well, we can define resilience as bouncing back from adversity. And I love HeartMath's definition. So HeartMath has a slightly different definition, and they define resilience as the capacity to prepare for, recover from, and adapt in the face of stress, adversity, trauma, or challenge. Now, we've talked a lot in previous episodes about stress and how we can actually change our body's stress response by the way we view stress. So if we're not always looking at stress as a bad thing and we're working with stress to kind of reframe the stress that we're feeling as a challenge, then it's, it's really powerful to be able to use stress, to leverage stress as an asset, as a tool versus something that's you know like a black cloud that we're living with. So resilience. Resilience is critical for helping us manage adversity. And we know adversity is inevitable, right? It's central to how life adapts, to how we grow, to how we evolve and transform. If life was always smooth and there were no problems, we wouldn't learn these valuable lessons. We wouldn't develop a deeper connection with ourselves. And we certainly wouldn't grow. Even in nature, we can learn some really powerful lessons about resilience. Now, regeneration. Many plants And even animals have the ability to regenerate lost or damaged body parts. I didn't realize this, but salamanders can actually regenerate limbs and organs, which is pretty incredible, right? Some plants can regrow from just a tiny fragment of their original structure. One of the things I love doing with my spider plants is taking those little babies, the spiderettes, and putting them in a little bit of water for a week before planting them into their own pot. And it's incredible how quickly they grow. And I actually, just a little side note here, but I love giving them away as gifts. I love giving these little baby spider plants away as gifts. They're just so much fun for me to be able to take my my big spider plant and it's just like the gift that keeps on giving, right? And people love receiving the um, the gifts of little spider plants. So I also did a little bit of research about worms because I've always known that earthworms have this amazing ability to uh, to regenerate. So I wanted to do a little bit of more research about worms. And I actually found some really cool stuff. Did you know that there are composting worms that can store their waste in their tail? And when it's full, they just basically cut it off their body. They just amputate their full tail um, full of waste, which is really fascinating. Some worms, if they're cut between the head and the tail, then they become two fully functioning worms after the missing parts regenerate. But it's just fascinating how regeneration is seen in nature. Now, nature 
plants, animals. I mean, there's a lot of adversity. There's a lot of challenges that happen and they're able to improve their resilience, develop these skills so that they not only survive challenges, right? An ice storm or whatever it is, but they can actually thrive regardless. In nature, there's also adaptation. Some species of birds have actually changed the timing of their migration patterns in response to climate change. There's also been studies done that ecosystems with higher levels of biodiversity are more resilient and able to bounce back. So for example, if there is a forest with a large variety of different tree species, and let's say there's a disease outbreak or something happens in the area, it's much easier for them to recover. So resilience is very important for all of us to really be more aware of, more conscious of, more intentional about developing. Now, if people are not resilient, then they often experience higher levels of stress under pressure. Their physical, their emotional, their mental well-being can suffer as a result of facing these challenges, facing the, the adversities, the pressures, the, the struggle of life but not having the inner capacity to recover from it. And the more we're working on our inner resilience, the better prepared we are when life does throw a challenge our way. So back to the definition that HeartMath has for resilience, the capacity to prepare for, recover from, and adapt in the face of stress, adversity, trauma, or challenge. I love looking at the preparing for, because a lot of times we're very reactive. Something happens in our life. We have a challenging conversation with a coworker. Something's going on at work. You know, we have a hard conversation coming up with a partner or whatever it is. And then we kind of do damage control after the fact, instead of approaching the situation, the challenge, the adversity with a full cup, a full battery, like fully charged and feeling resilient. So When we're increasing our resilience, we have more inner balance. We have more energy to do the things that are important in our lives and to live a life of more meaning, right? HeartMath describes four domains of resilience, so physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And it's really important to pay attention to all these areas of resilience because they all overlap and affect each other. Some people are naturally more resilient in one domain than another. So some people may be really resilient physically, but lacking mental resilience. So the ability you know, to think about things differently, to see different perspectives, maybe not so aware of their thought patterns and different subconscious beliefs or thoughts that are holding them back in different areas. But The important thing is for us to develop an awareness and a balance of all these different domains, because that's where we can really start to feel more fulfilled and more energized in life. So even though we're kind of more naturally resilient in one domain than the other, everything is interconnected, right? Everything is connected and affects one another. So for me personally, my physical resilience was low for many years. I was not prioritizing moving my body. I was not eating very well. I wasn't drinking enough water or really prioritizing my sleep. And this certainly impacted a lot of other areas of my life. 
I don't know if you've watched the Stutz documentary, so powerful, but Dr. Stutz describes the life force pyramid. And he talks about, you know, the life force pyramid is that inner guidance that's always there, inspiring us, empowering us, encouraging us, kind of leading us to the next step in life. And he says, when you work on your life force, everything else falls into place. And the very first thing in this pyramid, the foundation right at the bottom is body. So diet, sleep, exercise. This has been really powerful for me in going through this big journey that I've been on the last couple years because I always know where to start, taking care of my body, right? Focusing on my sleep, eating a little bit better, moving my body. Now, you know, these things are definitely a part of my routine, like walking every day and really being intentional about what I'm eating. But this is a really important foundation for developing a resilience life, focusing on the physical resilience, focusing on how we are nourishing and caring for our body. He even discusses how 85% of the initial shifts in life are a result of lifestyle changes. So what we move, how we eat, our sleep, our relationships, our relationship with ourselves, right? What are we telling ourselves? How are we managing our emotions and really caring for our our deepest relationship, right? A deepest relationship in life is the one with ourselves. So really important and really interesting to be aware of, like as you are becoming more resilient, as you are focusing more and more on on taking care of your inner battery, you know, filling up your cup, really pay attention to how you're moving your body, how you're caring for your body, how you are showing up in your relationships with others, and how you're taking care of yourself, right? Very important. Now, there are a lot of emotions that many of us experience on a regular basis that burn a lot of energy. So frustration, anger, resentment, being worried or anxious or like overly stressed or overwhelmed. These these emotions, these feelings can really burn a lot of energy and deplete our batteries pretty quickly. There's also like a hormonal, you know, a chemical cocktail associated with these. And if we stay in a cycle of these emotions for a long period of time, they can really disrupt our ability to get renewing sleep. And they can also affect our ability to focus, to think clearly, to show up in a powerful ways in different relationships. And as a leader, that's really important. People are always sensing your emotional status, really, and they're always plugging into your nervous system. If your nervous system is running on this very stressed out kind of autopilot state, chances are the people around you are feeling that in a pretty big way. So think about how many hours are wasted in a day, in a week, in a month, over the course of a lifetime, right? Because the challenges that come from life, the adversity, the issue, the struggles that we go through are just creating this feeling of being weighed down, this heaviness. And there's really interesting study that I found from Sure Payroll, and it says lost productivity costs employers $1.8 trillion a year. That's just astonishing, I think. And as a leader, how much energy, how much productivity are you losing? 
by feeling inadequate, by doubting yourself, by being stuck in this stress cycle of reactivity, by feeling like you're just drowning in all the things. And how can we turn the cycle around? Because it is possible. We can turn the cycle around so that you spiral back up into a cycle of creativity, innovation, connection, appreciation. So let's think about one more thing before we dive into our exercise. It's not only these really big life events that happen that can deplete our energy. We can actually drain, deplete more energy by a slow accumulation, a slow buildup of feelings like worry, sadness, frustration, because just a constant state of a lot of these things can build up and create really huge energy drains at the end of the day. And we might not even be aware of them. So a lot of times these subtle energy drains, these subtle leaks, these small little like pinhole leaks that we have, we often don't recognize them until there's like a huge blowout, right? We get really angry at somebody or something kind of small happens. And all of a sudden we're holding on to it for so much longer than we thought we would. And we're like, why am I still so annoyed? Why am I still feeling so triggered by you know this conversation with so-and-so, right? So it's really important for us to recognize these slow drains because they have a really profound effect on our inner battery, on our inner resources, and they can really deplete our overall resilience. So how can you refill your battery? How can you fill your cup up so that you're more resilient, you're feeling a lot better, and you're able to face the challenges, the issues, the adversities of your day, of your life? So the first thing is heart-brain coherence. This is such a big thing to focus on and to really develop a practice around doing this several times throughout your day. We're gonna do this in just a moment. The other thing is figuring out how to reduce the depleting tasks in your life. So really taking an inventory of what you're doing in your day, right? Like, What are you spending your time and energy doing that's draining you? And this could be personal or professionally. And the third way to refill your, your inner battery and really fill up your cup is to do more of the things that energize and excite you. So it seems kind of self-explanatory, especially that number three, but it's something that we kind of have to schedule in, right? We kind of have to schedule that time into our calendar in order for it to happen, sadly. But, you know, that's just the reality of of life for so many of us. So before we begin this activity, I want to share something with you real quick. If you are a leader who wants to bring stress management and wellness to your organization in a more focused, customized way for your teams, for your people, there's a link in the episode description on how to reach out to me. Let me know what challenge you're managing right now, what solution you're looking for, and I'll get in touch with you as soon as I can to share some guidance, resources, or support. So just wanted to point that out in case you are new to the show. So first... Let's do a heart-brain coherence exercise. So some of you who have been listening for a couple episodes now may be familiar with this activity, but it's always a great idea to review this because it's one of the most powerful ways to synchronize the connection between our heart and our brain to calm our nervous systems down. It's a great thing to do maybe for no specific reason or at the start of the day, the end of the day, you know, as you're sitting down to your desk, 
beginning your workday, as you are headed in to a team meeting, when you're beginning a project, sending an email, if you know there might be a challenging situation landing on your desk soon, right, or a challenging conversation coming up with somebody, this is a great way to prepare yourself and to charge your inner battery so that you're able to approach and manage the situation with a lot more ease. So the first thing, um, and you can put your hand on the area of your heart, your chest area, if you'd like, you can keep your eyes open or you can close them if you'd like. And I encourage you to focus your attention in the area of your heart. Imagine your breath is flowing in and out of your heart or chest area. Breathing a little slower, a little deeper than usual. And find an easy rhythm that's comfortable. As you continue heart-focused breathing, make a sincere attempt to experience a regenerative feeling such as appreciation, care, love, gratitude for someone or something in your life. You can even imagine your favorite place in nature. And allow this feeling to radiate throughout your entire body. Go ahead and wiggle your fingers and toes. And I want to share with you a really quick exercise that maybe you can do after work today or at night or some some point during your day, lunch break, you know, whatever it is. So if you look, take a sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle and on the left-hand side, write personal and on the right-hand side, write professional. I'd love for you to brainstorm anything that you're doing in your professional and personal life that feels like it's draining your energy. It feels depleting. Okay. Something that you really don't like to do. For me, that's cooking. Cooking depletes me. It's not very fun for me to do. So what is it for you? And so spend a couple minutes doing that. And then I want you to think about the things that energize and excite you. Okay. So for me, sitting outside, just sitting in the sun outside for a few minutes, listening to the birds, going for a walk, reading for pleasure, right? These are all things that energize me. What about you? What have you done before that feels so exciting, energizing, and inspiring for you? And then my challenge for you is to commit to doing that thing or one of those things at least one time in the next three days. Okay, let's say in the next three days. Now you might have to schedule that in. It might be 30 seconds, 
right? And that's okay. That's a start. So do something that energizes you. And I'd love to hear from you either on LinkedIn or Instagram. Let me know what is the thing that energizes and excites you. All right. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. I'd love to connect and support you and your team. Click the link in the description below, fill out the one question form, and I'll get back to you with customized suggestions for whatever challenge or question you have regarding stress management and employee well-being. Okay, I'll catch you on the next episode.